Welcome to the SWP. It's brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all of the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and a whole lot more. See, that's peace of mind when you're buying a vehicle. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, thank you, Elise. We'll call you Elise. You are once, <laughs> twice, three times a lady. Huh? Reveling Elise? in sports. Yeah, that's our announcer. We have the uh, you, I guess you don't ever hear the announcer because I put that in after. We've got a very, because people have asked me, is that your wife, Steve? And I'm saying, no, it's not my wife. It's, uh, it's an announcer I know, and her name's Elise. Oh, there we go. I'm going to have to listen that, to that. Yeah. There you go. Got a very... Um, very, uh, I don't want to use the word comely. I don't like the word comely. She's got a very uh, uh, attractive sounding voice. Let's say that. It's like a semen joke, Steve. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> that brings me back to our old radio days. Remember, I know it does. Blurt shit out all day. Just blur. And my favorite, yeah. I'm turning my mic off. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, the guy, ladies and gentlemen, that says stuff that comes into his head. The rest of us have little filters. There's no filter here. Uh, it's all about sports and whatever the SWP is. You would, of course, know the song I referenced there, I hope. So easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once, twice, three times a lady. Exactly. And who sings it? Yeah. Commodores. Lionel Richie. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll tell you a great story. I was... Uh, you have a Lionel uh, Richie story? Yeah, I do. I do have a Lionel Richie story. Cool. So, um, I worked... Uh, let's see. I, I was at Carlton again. You know, everyone knows my four years and getting two credits. Uh, so be, <laughs> before I before I ended up leaving, uh, lucky enough getting a job with Molson. Lied. I lied that I had a degree. Uh, I don't think they checked anyway back then. But uh, that's right around when they started asking for university degrees. You know, the poor kids today, Stevie, trying to get a job. Right? You're not get you're not getting the resume in there unless you have a degree. Um, Anyway, so one of the jobs I had before I went there was a tree tagger, Stevie. I worked for the National Capital Commission, the NCC. Yeah. And uh, they map every tree, Steve, on all their properties. Okay? And you're going to go, well, no, they don't. Uh, you know, and, and that's because that's what I said. And no, they do. They do. So they have these, these sort of plat books, you know, with, with, with you know, a, a map of a property, say the prime minister's residence, and every single tree is... is registered recorded and what? logged okay but and, why uh, like it's not going to get up and walk away no i know but but they would because they have to maintain some of them you know and and okay. so you had there there were tags you these little metal things that you could punch out the tree type like a was for maple for whatever reason acer maple or whatever and then you'd have a one two four that was the number so we'd punch out these tags and then me and a buddy and our boss would go out to the property and and nail these tags onto these trees. Okay, so it was a obviously a make work project, Steve. Okay, a new initiative by the NCC to keep track of all the trees on their property. 
But our boss, Stevie, okay? Uh, so I got to take you guys for lunch. This is like day two, Steve, of the job, okay? Mm-hmm. Our boss. So, you, have, you know, you have to show up at 8 in the morning, uh, which I did frequently, okay? I got there on time. Frequently. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, and we'd punch out these tags, and off we'd go in an in a NCC. One of the, they were brown. The vehicles they had back then were brown. And and we'd boot over to these properties. And and then our boss was with us one day. He didn't always come with us. We said, well, let's go for lunch. I said, yeah, okay, fantastic. You know, and it was like 10.30, Steve, in the morning, okay? And... uh said, okay. So Stevie immediately took us to a strip joint in Vanier. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Saying, yeah, let's, let's go there. There's a lunch deal on here. I, you know, let's go check this place out. Okay. I think his name was Herb, our boss. And, uh, and we walk in and it's a strip joint in, in Vanier. And, uh, and everyone's like, hey, Herb. Okay. <laughs> hey, Herb. So Stevie, okay, Get, getting the early lunch, okay, because he wanted to be right on on whatever they called it, pervert row, you yeah. know, it was like right up against the stage. You get the first row. Never understood Steve having the, the, the buffet lunch there. Okay. Just like, yeah. Doesn't seem very sanitary. Four feet away from, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Anyway. Uh, so at quarter after three, Steve, we decided maybe we should go back to work. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, Good old this guy was burning the NCC every day for four hours, you know, he knew every girl, Stevie. Uh, I was all fine, you know. Okay, I get it. I'm picking up what what Herb's laying down here, okay. But then, but then Stevie, the I, I was never a big stripper guy. Never, never was. I, I, you know, I've been there, but never, never did anything for me. And uh, I'm not, you know, there's no big moral high ground here. I'm taking. I just, it just never did. I don't know why. And uh, uh, what really got me though, Steve, was was Herb when when a certain girl would come out and she she'd recognize him because. He's there every day, Steve. Okay. Sure. For, for minimum a couple hours. Uh, doing the grunting thing, Steve, when a when a girl came up. Oh, God. Okay. So it's like, oh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know our old joke, you know, third runner-up in Miss Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, <laughs> you know, Alexa. And he's like, oh. Oh, no. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of turned around and went, what 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 was oh. <laughs> don't you have some work for us to do herb yeah listen i want to go back to pounding <laughs> pounding metal disc into trees okay <laughs> anyway. put your hands together for candy yeah oh yeah good oh. stop it herb okay stop it eat your four-day-old chicken and shut up herb. oh jeez <laughs> anyway, you know, i can't whatever. i can't say whatever, i can't say stevie whatever yeah. sports and whatever no doubt, no doubt. I'm with you though. I mean, again, it's not moral high ground. I'm in. The, I'm the exact same boat. It's just never been, never been my thing either. Very strange yep. concept, and I'm surprised yeah, that they yep. actually carry on. Right? I mean, I mean, with, with everything you have available to you on the internet, I, I'm surprised people are still paying heavy cover charges and overpriced they, I, drinks. I have no idea. And, yeah, well, they still I exist. Know. I know uh, clubs still exist. Yeah, you see the signs, bachelor parties and stuff. I suppose. Uh, let's get into it, though. We got lots to get to today. Yes. We got World Cup qualifying to talk about. Of course, Canada is uh-huh. already in, and as we record this here on March the thirtieth, uh, the uh, Canadians are going to be taking on uh, who do they have tonight? Panama, I think it is. Yeah, they want to finish at top Concacaf, and if they do, they have. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean anything now. They're in the World Cup, so nothing. It's a nice relaxed watch tonight. 
Yeah. But fifth, fifth place Panama is out of contention. And so if Canada wins this one, they'll finish first and they'll be in a much easier pot, as they say. And the uh, pot of teams that are going to be in there if they finish first are going to be lesser teams. So if you're hoping that Canada... That's as big yeah. as the other game. Yeah, well, I'd say so. Absolutely. You want a, you want a softer route, the easiest route to, to get into the playoff round. And uh, I think Canada, you know, if they, if they finish first, they might have a shot of winning yeah. a game or two and uh, really, really making some noise. But uh, softer route, Steve. That's what my old girlfriend. Now, come on, okay, settle down. <laughs> I should have said route. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a tough, tough deal today getting any sports in. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, and the Ottawa Senators in the news as well. People are wandering around as Sens fans, going, "Okay, I wonder what the future is of this team right now." Of course, the passing sure. of Eugene Melnick this week. Fans mm-hmm. are wondering who will own, who owns the Sens. Um, is it his two daughters? Apparently, there's some interest there. Will the league basically say no? It's you know we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get a sale going here, something like that. But uh, to have this pop up when all this is happening would make the fringe Sens fan go what? I guess the finance minister of Quebec has confirmed interest that the Ottawa Senators might play games in Quebec City next season, as many as five Sens games next season at Quebec City's Videotron Center. Uh-huh. And I think the average Sens fan is going, what the hell is that about? The Sens say they, they're they aware of it, you know, they're, they're, and they say it's interesting, but they don't see it happening. It's like, why would you even use the word interesting? Meanwhile, at the same time, Sens president Anthony LeBlanc confirmed talks for the World Junior Championship that they may, in fact, have a joint bid between Ottawa and Quebec City, which, again... I have no interest in either. If Ottawa's going to go after the World Juniors, they're more than big enough to handle it on their own. Why they have to do a joint bid, I have no idea. But it just all this Quebec City talk because it's seen as the that one market that is NHL ready. If you need to mm-hmm. move a team, Quebec City's ready to grab it. Mm-hmm. Of course, the NHL wants to get expansion money all the time, so Quebec City's probably going to have to wait for a while. But uh, any team that might need to move, Quebec City's uh, an easy out. And Ottawa Senator fans don't want to be linked to Quebec City in any way, shape, or form. Because that's the gag every NHL fan has when they're chirping a Sens fan. Ah, move that team to Quebec City already. Oh, is that right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. A- anyway, in the five exhibition games, or, or whether they're exhibition or not, or they're regular season games, I, I, I don't mind that. You know, I always, you know, I'm, I, I'd love to see more and more teams in Canada. You know, I, I would. I, I'd love to see a team in Quebec City. Oh, I'd love to have um, the Lords back. But your other point, um, I would just assume that the 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 Sens ownership deal right now would be, well, sh- well, surely he's, I don't know, got, has a will and says who gets his team, who 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 gets it, I've, I've, or or can the league step in and say, yeah, yeah, not so much, you know, I don't know, I, I it's in- it'll be interesting. Um, to to see, I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Melnick's two daughters. One is nineteen. I think the other one's in her early twenties. Um, a little it, bit it, young, it, maybe, to own an NHL franchise. I would think so, but at the same time, it's an asset that's passed down in a will. That certainly is possible. I mean, all they'd have to do. I mean, really, all you have to do to own an NHL franchise is make a very savvy decision on who your president should be. And NHL commissioner Gary Bettman would be able to help there. 
Mm-hmm. This is okay. Bring in somebody that can run the thing for you. So, and and that's what I've always said. And this is this is one of Melnick's great failings is the inability to hold on to good presidents. Cyril mm-hmm. Leader. Mm-hmm. Before him, it was Roy Malacker, good friend of ours, good friend of the show. Right. Listens regularly, by the way, James. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I hello, that. hey Roy. Yeah. Hello to Roy. Um, so the, he dropped the ball with executives and, you know, Tom Anselmi came in after that. There was a guy named, um, little Jim little, I think it was going through one executive after another. That was a great feeling of Melnick to not hire someone to make all those savvy decisions. And then everything flows down well from there. Melnick tried to do it himself and it just didn't pan out. So if his daughters in concert with Gary Bettman can come up with, an executive that can take this team to the next stage of their rebuild, it certainly could work. Right. And like it or not, right, a, a lot of people, um, you know, the the death of Eugene Melnick, uh, uh, you know, as early and sad uh, as this, this is, um, you know, when, once the dust settles here, Stevie, and, and, and people have short memories, right? It sounds like they're already talking about the dust settling. What are we going to do about our team now? What are we going to do about our team? Um, Let's face it, Steve, you know, let's facts be facts and, and, and be honest that uh, a lot of people, Steve, a lot of people said the biggest thing to help this team is they got to get a different owner. It's sad to say it this early, but it's a truth. There's, right. there's no getting around that being a truth. There were billboards being put up for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a case of, I should say this, that, when it comes to my original thought about Quebec City popping up at this stage in the game, mm-hmm. as in any way, shape, or form, in any headline, um, uh, it, it's just bad timing. But at the same time, I'll tell you this. Gary Bettman has been very protective about teams moving for the most part. There's been a right. couple of exceptions. that The Atlanta Thrashers popped to mind immediately. Um, but generally speaking, he's very protective of all the member clubs, making sure that the NHL doesn't leave unless it's a really bad situation where there's no owners. There are many owners that are willing to step up and keep the team in Ottawa and operate it here. This team is going nowhere. What's more, um, as we now turn the page, and again, I feel like I'm early talking about this. If mm-hmm. I think that they are going to end up down at LeBreton Flats now. Eugene Melnick was, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know all the inner workings of that, but I think he was, the biggest stumbling block to getting something done downtown where they have a an NHL rink there and the Sens move there. And uh, I think that um, with new voices in the room, I think it's going to get done now, to be honest. What makes you say, Steve, there's many, many owners who would be lining up to buy that team? Well, there have been rumors for a long time. There have been, uh, like, we, we had people in studio who represented very wealthy people who are ready to go and buy the team when there were rumors that Melnick might you know, be interested in selling. We've got Oseg right here, John Ruddy, the Greenberg group. I think that they might look at it as well. John Ruddy was involved briefly with Melnick mm-hmm. for an NHL arena downtown. That ended up in a lawsuit with Ruddy now suing Melnick. So I'm not sure where that lawsuit stands, but you'd have to think that Ruddy would have some interest level still in something like that. He's been an Ottawa guy. He's been involved in athletics his entire life in this town. So he might be still interested in that. And like I said, that Cirque du Soleil group, 
I've I've seen one report after another of uh, many many people that are interested in this thing. Not to mention now that sports gambling is becoming such a big thing, there's uh, all kinds of uh, extra interest in it now. It's not like the Sens are hemorrhaging money either, are they? The I think the um, I mean right now they're hemorrhaging just on an annual basis just through the last two years of COVID. So many of the games have just been with no fans. Right. Meanwhile, the the payroll has been exactly the same. It's not like the players were asked to give back any money. The owners are still on the hook for paying all these guys. So I don't think anybody was making a ton of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Hemorrhaging, that might be a bit extreme, but um, certainly I don't think there's any concern for Sens fans because I think things are going to normalize here in the next little while. We had a big crowd for that Florida game. I think they're up to 17,000 uh, Saturday's game nice. against the Florida Panthers. So that that's a sign of healing. That's a sign of fans getting more comfortable. Although having said that, the Ottawa Public Health um, Chief Medical Officer of Health, uh, Dr. Veer Etches, put it out today that the wastewater uh, COVID signals are now very high, which is usually a precursor to hospitalizations and yeah. problems. So I've, we'll see I know, how it goes. I know, uh, sorry, I know two, three people now who've, who've got COVID including my ex-wife, who's a doctor and been looking yeah. after COVID teams, uh, and they're vaxxed. So I don't know, are we at that stage now, these these vaccines, right? Or I don't know what they got, a shelf life, five, six months or something? Yeah. So, well, I mean, the vaccines were never going to prevent you from getting it. It was just a matter of them making it so mild that right. uh, it's not a huge issue. But yeah, I, I got to yeah. say, I think everybody's in the same boat. I think everybody listening right now would agree that since the masks came off, I think I know more people now who have COVID than at any point in the last two years. Yeah, I'm 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 lucky because I went to Florida for two weeks, and you would I've I've told you this that you would know there's a pandemic. No mask, no nothing, no social distancing, no nothing. Right. My daughter got COVID, uh, and I, as I said, my ex-wife got COVID, and both of them sort of go, went through it the same way. It was two days of this viral flu feeling that they had, cracking skull cramp. Uh, you know, and, and and not even be able to sort of get out of bed. But then day three, you know, remarkable recovery and just, and then really tired for a week. Right. And that seems to be the, the course for people who get it, to your point, but have been vaccinated. I think I did have it, honestly. I mean, I'm, I know I'm supposed to go get tested, but my family and my work life are all at home. So I just basically stayed around ha- the house until I felt better and didn't go out and, when I felt like amazing, that's when I started to go out again. So I was home for a couple of weeks there. But uh, right. I remember that what I had was basically body aches like I've never had before for about, I don't know, day and a half. Yeah, that's was, probably it was extremely mild after that, though. Yeah, and it's a five five or six-day quarantine. Right. So not yeah. not two weeks, right? Like the, yeah. the misery that it was. 100%. All right, let's take a time out of the program. When we return, we'll talk a little bit about who is going to win the Hart Trophy in the NHL. Naturally, all the Toronto reports are saying Austin Matthews has this thing. It's all, it's a lock. It's your luck of the week. Steve, I saw that. I said, Stevie's going to be going bananas. Come yeah. on. Uh, we'll get anybody to that. but. It's the anybody but show, Stevie. Yeah. Hell of a player, but come on. There's lots of guys who could win it. We'll talk about it after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 860-6008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. 
Everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, or any gig where you need a big truck, Jim K. Ford, they will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you need help navigating this tough Ottawa housing market, you should call our friends at the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. And by friends, we mean Glen. For sellers, Glen's services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating the offers coming in. For buyers, Glen is the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers out there. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Glen Walton today, glenwalton.com. So we've got a, let's see, it's Yahoo Sports that's come out with this. Austin Matthews is the Hart Trophy favorite as we enter the final month of the season. It's not much to cheer about in the East right now. Like the top eight teams in the playoffs for the last two months have been obvious. We know the playoff teams in the East that have for a long time. So we look at some other things like this. And there are other favorites, but this story just seems to be Austin Matthews is the clear Hart Trophy favorite. I mean, come on. He's had a great year. He's a hell of a player. He's got 49 goals, so he's going to crack the 50-goal mark. But he's had 42 goals in his last 44 games. That's a hell of a tear. But I can't help but notice he's 13 points behind Connor McDavid in scoring, and he's only got a one-goal lead on Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, there's a number of guys who could win this thing, and yet, standard Toronto stuff. That's the clear favorite. We might as well give it to Austin Matthews right now. He doesn't have to play another game even. Come on. In the spirit of embarrassing myself, uh, the Hart Trophy, the MVP, uh, is picked before the playoffs, correct? It is, yes. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about that little elephant in the room, Steve. How absolutely ridiculous it is that they haven't changed that rule. That they haven't changed you know, the most valuable player, okay? Um, what what would be the pinnacle of a really good result for a player and his team? Uh, winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This thing where they separate, Steve, the, the Conn Smythe is the best player in the league. I, I guess I knew the answer to that because they have a Conn Smythe and then they have this year-long thing. Yeah, it's it just doesn't add up to me, you know, and it never did. It never did, you know. And so if you look at the leaders, Stevie, okay, scoring scoring leaders, right? It's McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Hubidor, Hubido, uh, uh, Goudreau, Matthews, Kachuk, okay. And then uh, Ovi's in there again, right, Who's, who gets my vote for, for playing so well at such an old age. Uh, you know, and, and goals are, you know, there's – Six guys, you know, who've got five, six guys who've got more than forty goals. Um, so maybe the guy's a maybe the guy's a favorite, Stevie. Maybe he's a, he's a he's a favorite. But how could you break that tie? I don't know. Let's see who goes better deeper in the playoffs. How about that? You know? Yeah, no, that'd be a fair way to way to handle it. I think I think the conversation that can stem from what you're talking about there is what is the most va- most valuable trophy. So the MVT, which MVP trophy is the MVT? Right. And right. I think it's the Conn Smythe all day long. 
and you're wrong if you think otherwise. Right. No, because, I, I, I agree. You got to recognize the guy who has the wicked playoffs, you know, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's something to say for a guy who's, who, you know, starts to perform and goes bananas during the playoffs. You know, the, the, the biggest and best examples of that are normally are a goalie, right? Because yeah. no one wins the freaking Stanley Cup unless your goalie is MVP. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there, no one's ever got through a Stanley Cup, Steve, with a goalie, you know, with a 3.4 goals against average, you know? Lots of show ponies are going to win the Hart Trophy. But if you don't have some workhorse in you, you get no shot of winning a Conn Smythe. We, we all know the Conn Smythe everybody's laying out on every single shift. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts given at all. It's uh, it's just a different sport almost. And you, and it, and then the guys who take the abuse, the guys who work the hardest, they're the teams, if you have enough of those guys, they're the teams that are rewarded by getting out of each round and going the distance. And so if you can thrive and still put up your points in the barbed wire and the mania of the NHL playoffs, you deserve a Conn Smythe trophy and you deserve to be recognized as a more valuable player than the guy who was the show pony for 82 games in the regular season. Yeah. And you know how we always talk about Stevie and we agree on it. (laughs) Excuse me. You know, you got to wait through the first 20 games of the year, the first 20 games at the start of the year to to sort of suss out how your team's going to be. So as important, when you look at this, let's look at Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, and say McKinnon, okay, um, who's, who's got, I don't know what he's like points-wise, but I'm guessing he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's up there. Nathan McKinnon. Um, so see, look at, just look at the two of them then. Leave McKinnon out. So you're going to look at Connor McDavid and Matthews. They're both in the top five. They're both the, the nuts for their hockey team. There's no doubt about it, okay? So what do you do now to say who, how do we pick who wins the most valuable player? Who wins the Hart Trophy out of these guys, okay? If you could... You know, the Oilers are kind of fighting for their life here a little bit, right, with a wild card position. You know, they, they they haven't locked up a playoff spot here by any means. The Leafs had. So at the end of the year, if the Oilers just sneak in or if they do hang in there and get in and yet Toronto walks their way into the playoffs, who's more valuable? Right. You know, I might argue if, if, if you know, that Connor McDavid might be in the last 20 games if he lights it up and and gets the Oilers into the playoffs. You know, those are pretty big 20 games, Steve, to look at. Yeah. So, if not, then what? Okay. Oilers get in. Leafs get in. How do you pick Matthews or, or McDavid? And my point is, let's see what happens in the playoffs. Right. Okay? Let, let's see what these guys do in the playoffs. And then we'll decide about who's the MVP, you know. And give the con Smythe out. Give the con Smythe out. They may double win anyway, Steve, right? I'm sure, I'm sure lots of guys have who've won the heart have also won the con Smythe, you know. I don't that's, hate that. I don't hate the idea. If, if you get into a situation where you feel like there's a tie of some kind, whether it's between two guys or five guys, and you say, you know, whatever, it's too close to call right now at the end of the regular season. So right. what we're going to do, do this year, everybody else is out. Everybody else's candidacy for the Hart Trophy is out except for these two to five guys, and let's see what happens in the playoffs now. Right. I, I, I wouldn't hate that. That's not That's not unreasonable in my opinion. How about Justin Bieber at his concerts in Ottawa and in Montreal? Like I love that. I, I read that this, this morning. Yeah, see, I, he's a massive. not going to like it, but you got to admire the guy, Stevie. I that do. is cojones, man. That is yeah. cojones. I'm not not a fan. How about that? Let's go with that. To go into Montreal and talk up the Leafs, you know how's that? Uh, 
how's that playoff run coming along for you, Hab fans? (laughs) Whoa. Uh, How about those Leafs, though? I'll tell you why it's good, Stevie. Okay, because I don't go to concerts anymore, but I did. I I wasn't a real big concert goer, but I've been to enough, Stevie, uh, or seen them on television, live performances Mm -hmm. on TV. Okay, and how often, Steve, do you see Garth Brooks, okay, who tours like a maniac, okay, tours like a maniac. And when he came to Edmonton, Steve, when he got on stage and went wearing an Oilers jersey, okay, like a lot of them do, and then saying, I'll tell you what, this is absolutely my favorite place to put on a show, and the place goes bananas, Stevie. They go bananas. Vancouver is my absolute favorite place to put on a show. You always get this bullshit from them, right? Winnipeg. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm so glad I'm here. You know, I can't believe you guys. Best fans ever! Let's make some noise! Okay. Justin Bieber goes into Montreal. Stevie? Okay. Hey, Montreal, how about those Leafs? Yeah. Austin Matthews is really doing some work here in Montreal. and Yeah, and hammers them on their playoff position. You know, yeah. how's uh, the, the playoff it? picture looking? It just, I yeah. give the guy a lot of credit, man. I really do, right? No BS here. You know, I, and by the way, you're not my favorite city by any means. It's Toronto all the way. Yeah. Uh, and there's a girl on Twitter. I, there's a girl on Twitter that accompanied the the Yahoo Sports story I was looking at, and her name is Marie Sunsets. And oh. I don't know, she looks like she's about 20 years old, and so she's videoing from the upper deck the stage as Justin Bieber's, Bieber's saying all this. So it starts out with like, uh, you can hear in the background as she's recording it with her cell phone. I love you, Justin. I love yeah, you. Yeah. And then he starts going on about the Habs. And by the end, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then it, oh. the big go Habs go chant started after that. But yeah, you got to admire that uh, rather than the insincerity of that, uh, you know, that yeah. Garth Brooks thing. And just, I love you guys more than any other market. Right. Come on. Right. Come on. Yeah, no, you don't. You, know, shut, no, shut you really you. don't. Anyway, where to go, uh, Beeps? Where to go? And the other piece of entertainment news I wanted to mention, um, kind of a sideline thing, and it would be one of those deals where if you don't know the gag, you'd probably be wondering what the hell I'm talking about. It's, it's a funny gag that's gone on for the last 20 years. You know actor Paul Rudd, James? Yes. Uh, he regularly appears on the Conan O'Brien show, and that includes his podcast now. But for 20 years, anytime he came on to plug a movie, he would give the wrong clip. Instead of playing the movie, a clip from the movie oh. he was about to do, he would always <laughs> I play didn't know this. That. <laughs> he would always catch Conan off guard saying to play a clip, and it would always be uh, a, a kid's movie called Mac and Me, which was, look, by the look of it, one of the most horribly produced movies of all time. And right. the, scene, the scene was some young kid falling off a cliff in his wheelchair but (laughs) but but it was so so fake looking you could tell it was like it's a dummy on a wheelchair it looked it was the most the cheapest effects of all time and then some alien sees the kid go into the water and saves the kid anyway it's the same cheesy clip he plays every year for 20 years and you think okay funny oh it was so good but then he he appeared on the podcast uh, on uh, conan o'brien needs a friend and he did this beautiful lead up about this new thing he's involved with. It's this four series, four episode series he's got going on. And he talked about all the actors and he just let up, let up, let up. And even on a podcast, he brought out that same Mac and me clip that he's been playing to Conan for 20 years. And Conan's reaction was like, son of a bitch, you got me. 
So good. So good. I, I encourage you to make that your internet homework. It's great. I'm going to do it, man. Yeah. I'm going to do it. All yeah. right. Any Fantastic. final thoughts today, James, before we go? Uh, Stevie, Moorside on BritBox. BritBox oh. is a uh, uh, streaming out of Britain. Okay. Yep. British. You know I love the British dramas. That's all I watch now. And uh, you, you get it through Prime, okay? Or I don't know, download BritBox. You, 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 you've got all the stuff there, Stevie. Okay? I got the stuff. I, I know you got it. the stuff. But you're supposed to you're supposed to get me the stuff, by the way, Stevie. Okay, one day. Um, I will. Anyway, check it out. Moorside is is really good, and so is Unforgotten. I think is on BritBox. So there's your. I've watched so much Netflix, Steve. I've had to go to a different different streaming channels. Oh. So that's your homework tonight. Two two hours, uh, two one hour shows. Moorside. It's a true story, and it's incredibly done. Incredibly nice. Done. I'll give you a recommendation of the Gilded Age. If you like Downton Abbey, you'll like Gilded Age. Oh, okay. No, I, I won't. Uh, you didn't like Downton Abbey? Down for a while. I got a little tired of it. All right. Well, I, if you liked it, eh, off you go. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it. No, Ladies and gentlemen. Why am I saying that? You know what? I love this. This is the best podcast in the world. I'm going Garth Brooks. Okay. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> the best. <laughs> I'm not watching Moorside aside at a spite now. <laughs> stevewproject.com is our website check it out enjoy your day and we'll talk to you next time good night everybody we'll see you thanks for being with us on the SWP please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com